Welcome to episode 87 of Auto Off Topic. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Nobody knows that, though, because we've released an episode every week. Yeah, but they do know that because the last episode was not in the studio. That's right, too, actually. We did it while we were working on the car, didn't we? But That's... that was like two weeks ago we actually did that, so yeah. no, I'm real confused. Did you get any feedback on that? Uh, I did not, hmm. at least not through the Facebooks or uh, Instagrams. Well, I guess that means nobody hated it because yeah. people always give negative feedback. That's true. And uh, nobody, I didn't check the email, but nobody likes to email me at autoftopic at gmail. Anyways, you can you can email there if you have complaints, comments. Well, you set the stage for that early on in like episode two when we had an email there. I just sat and you never looked at it. No, so. I looked at it. <laughs> I will respond to you if you uh, email me there. Definitely. I would just save in Google some, some bandwidth. To yeah. Save for other people. All right. Well, whatever. If you don't want to, you don't have to. No big deal. But we do like hearing from people. So if you do have thoughts, questions, comments, or anything, please reach out to us. We do generally get you know a few things per episode, but we didn't get anything about that one when we specifically asked for it. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, we did that uh, style of episode was recommended, or a couple of people had requested we try something like that. So yeah, yeah. I liked it. Was it was based off feedback. I had a fun time doing it because not only... Was it different? We also killed two birds with one stone, which is always good in the world of doing things. We got stuff done. Yes. So I think in the future, occasionally, we will do that if a, if a project makes sense to do that on. Yeah, of course. Because it, it was pretty easy where we we're both at the same level on the top of the engine. Uh, and you could stand there and, and basically talk into the recorder. So mm -hmm. that was pretty useful. Uh, so I think we'll do that again. That was fun. And uh, I hope you guys liked it. I think the audio sounded pretty good for being just... Honestly, I didn't even listen to it. An open mic. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have another know. open mic audio thing later on this episode, so... Yeah. Um, so I guess let's get into Project Car Updates. Sure. Get right into it. I think you've got more Project Car Updates than I do, so why don't you start first? Yeah, because we we're a little bit uh, behind... Actually, I'm going to crack my beer here real quick before the we episodes. start. Just crack it. It's fine. What do What do we have? It's kind of neat. Uh, it's a Lagunitas Sumpin' Easy Ale. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the actual beer, but I bought it totally based on uh, artwork. Yep. Because it shows a rear three-quarter shot of a 66 Chevy Nova Supersport. It does. Which is one of my all-time favorite cars. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I bought it based on the can. And uh, I'm sure it's delicious because Lagunitas usually is. And they're tall cans. They're one-pint cans, I think. So, I thought it was worth a shot. One one pint, three point two ounces, like five point seven percent. So it's not super strong. So that's good. But it's a very attractive can with a very attractive car on it. Yep. And uh, decided that uh, that would be best for the podcast because it had a car on it. Yep. Also, I'm a sucker for buying things with cool cars on them because I'm just a slave to the machine. I yeah, guess. and we're getting to the time, <laughs> so you know it says it's a summer ale. Something ain't easy. Yeah. I get down on that. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I'll take a sip. You know how it is, but it looks delicious. Yeah. That's all that matters. I don't know what you're trying to do over there. Are you taking a picture of it? No, we're live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just kind of cuffed at the moment I did it. I didn't know what you were doing. It's not going to last very long, but is I just want to do it. So we, uh, it was a couple people watching. Oh, excellent. Yeah. But uh, that's the beer. So that's free advertising right there. That's for the Lagunitas. beer we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, there's the mixing board, the recorder. Uh I haven't opened mine yet because I'm drinking this. 
which it looks like my dog on the can. Which is why I bought that one. Another one I bought based yeah. on total packaging. So, anyway, that's a quick live Give the video. tour of the studio here real quick oh, yeah. while we got people on yeah, live uh, Instagram. So there's all the model cars. Nope, those are all the die-cast and die cast, unfinished cars. Whatever. Behind you is the stack of model cars that people oh, yeah. will think that you're... Well, now you got to show the stack of model cars before we go right off our live video here. And my dirty basement, but yeah. Yeah. There's small cars. A little dark. Well, I made you show the dirty basement because you didn't tell me to prepare, and you know, I didn't get makeup to do my hair and set up everything else for me. So, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we'll, All talk, right. we'll talk about that. That's later. good for now. Yeah, actually, I do like the way one of the other podcasts we listen to has been doing it lately. Yeah, they do it's pretty fun. A live feed of it, and you can watch them record it and ask questions live. Yeah. But well, maybe we'll do that in the future. Anyway, moving on. Project updates for Andrew. What have you worked on? I have worked on... Not that you're all distracted with your phone. Put the uh, phone away, Andrew. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I've worked on the... Uh, ooh, I fixed the coolant leak in the Subaru I talked about. Okay. The um, It was the coolant line that runs out of the oil cooler and then in front of the engine and then back into the thermostat housing. So it's got three 90-degree angled rubber hoses. That so are, the oil cooler in that car is coolant cooled, yeah, not just air cooled. No, it's liquid cooled. It's liquid to oil. Yeah, yeah. Liquid that's to. most modern cars. Uh, again, it's not, you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any modern cars. It's interesting. The '90 Eagle Talon has a air to oil cooler. '91 and up and '91 and up Galants liquid. To, See, that's what yeah. I'm used to. Is liquid the, to oil cooler? Is the air, the air cooler. So. Um, the uh, coolant leak it had three identical 90 degree elbows and one was coming up and out of the cooler and into a very rusty metal hose and it basically followed the line of the front crossover exhaust pipe mm-hmm. and it was spraying coolant on the exhaust pipe which is why I could smell it that's why it smelled so strongly it was burning but I couldn't really find the leak because it was hitting the exhaust before it hit the ground okay and evaporating and but you'd only find it um I finally found it because it was cold enough. It must have shrunk up, and it leaked enough while the car was sitting. I found a drop. So Okay. I replaced that. Well, you've been chasing that since you bought the car, so that's good to get that out of the way. Th- there was a couple ones. You'd replace one, and then the next weakest link, would the pressure would get to it. So Old car life. It was like coolant, uh, the radiator caps. There was another coolant line, uh, but I did the line feeding into the cooler from the engine block. That was pretty gross. Um, it wasn't too bad to do. Much easier to do because I had it on the lift, but and then the filler neck was really rotted, and I swapped that out. Was that the cause of your jack engine light? Uh, no. Oh. I didn't replace the shutoff valve that bolts to it, okay. which has a rubber seal, and the edge of where it meets the filler neck was really rusty, and maybe the rubber seal was kind of worn out, and it's not very expensive, and it's pretty easy to change. Mm-hmm. I just have to take the plastic cover off. So I already have one. I'm going to change that this week, and hopefully that does it. Uh, and then I realized, because uh, it suddenly got, like, it was suddenly summertime, the air conditioning stopped working. I was like, cool. Excellent. Which also, in a similar story, stopped working in my truck as well. Yeah. So, But, um, you know, my dad is an AC expert. So luckily he had all the, he already had the specialized tools and it's this nifty like sniffer tool. To find where it's leaking from? Yeah. 
So you don't have to like put dye or anything in it. Um, so it was right at the compressor as the low side. It was an O-ring. So popped it off, put a new O-ring on, I'm glad recharged it. Well, after vacuuming it and all this thing. Just needed to recharge, right? All right. Uh, it really technically did need an oil ring to recharge. Yeah. Well, anytime somebody writes that on a Craigslist ad, it's never just yeah. a recharge. That means your AC system should remain indefinitely in a perfect world, always filled with Freon. It yes. should never leak it should out. never leak. Um, so if it's leaked out, it means there's something else wrong. It doesn't just get a recharge. Correct. And, and it's fix expensive itself. to just charge it and then let it just flow out of there. Yeah. Especially in a newer car. Because new cars now have that R one two three four five six seven it's whatever crazy expensive. It's eighty five dollars an ounce or something like that. Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah, it's super environmentally friendly though. I think is why. But I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't know anything about it too much. Yeah. It was just coming out when I was at the Audi dealer. They were just starting to add it to the new Audis, and I knew it was some crazy new expensive machine they had to get. It's a fifteen thousand dollar machine. Yeah, something it's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. But the stuff you get in the can and then you recharge it. Um, maybe it's a car you don't care about or something or mm-hmm. whatever. That uh, that stuff's kind of. Are you just to make it work for <laughs> a couple of days with yeah, hot? <laughs> I guess it just it puts some stuff in there. It might clog. It's just not a good. It's not a good time. Well, it's like running stop leak in your transmission. Yeah, don't good, run stop leak. Don't run yeah. or, or like bar stop leak in your radiator or yeah. something. It's just like a the band aid shit. So it's a band aid that might clot. Yeah, so don't that's do it. No good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was it on that car. I had the old, my dad was nice enough during the day, he dropped off the old brass radiator for the Glant at the radiator shop. Okay. And they tested it out. It actually needed to be plugged. There was a hole in it. Okay. So they kind of put like a weird... Stop leak? No, I'll show it to you. It's like in the middle of it. It doesn't, it's not a, it's not enough fins to ever affect it, but it is like a big like, like weld. Okay. Kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but it has, it's plenty of open radiator left to it negative on the concourse points though yes well it's original still i should i should just pull it i should polish all the black paint off it and just leave it brass yeah <laughs> with a brass age your Look. brass age 90 gallant yeah so gallant. it's um but it's way thicker than the aftermarket aluminum one i have that's yeah. just aluminum with plastic which doesn't work very well as we know because every time we were in traffic it started to creep up it did work well when it had a good fan but since I'm going to replace the fan with a factory fan or factory replacement fan. I might as well put a thicker radiator in there because I'm not concerned with the brass radiator weighs more, but that's, I don't care. Like it's not a race Mm -hmm. car. I just need it to run cool when it's sitting in traffic and just having more surface area to get rid of heat is better. Yeah. I remember when I was driving it up Mount Washington during the hill climb last year, it started getting real hot and I kept having to pull over and let it cool off. So I didn't overheat it. See, it never did that. With the original fan in it when it was working, because it was an air, it's an airflow problem. So you not put, getting enough airflow. You put the original. I'm putting the original style fan back in and a thicker radiator. Okay, so you're a thicker original. Possible radiator. both problems. Yeah, good. It should fix both problems because you're having you're going to have more surface area to get rid of heat, and a, and a fan, more effective fan, a more effective fan. Yeah. So it should be yep. cooler for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm planning on doing that. Uh, at some, point, at some point this week or early next week, because it's not that bad. I've I don't had, think we have a lot of plans this weekend of putting cars together, so maybe we can do it then. Uh, there's some other stuff going on, though. Oh. Family stuff, so. All right. Uh, I also ordered the gasket for the fuel tank for the sending unit. Okay. I already have the filler neck for it. I'm going to swap out the gas tank. 
It's really not that hard. Oh, the one with the dumb drop sump yeah. in the back for drag racing? Because I already have an A in line to replace the factory fuel hose, and it's not. I know it's not rusty, and it will all come right. apart. So. And that's, like, the worst part of the car is you can see that, like, sump. It's got a, sump, a modified sump stock tank in it and doesn't look right behind the car. It looks It looks weird. Cheesy. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, it works perfectly fine. I'm going to sell the tank to someone. Yeah, some people want it for drag use it or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to let it go cheap. I'm going to let it go for a pretty good amount of money because it's perfectly fine tank. Mm-hmm. And it never leaked for me. So. And it's set up for a certain yeah. kind of setup. So you're yeah. building a drag car. It's definitely a nice part for them. Yeah, or if you need a tank for your Galant VR4 and you can't find one, it will work. Yeah, it works just fine. It just has a weird drop sump in it. It's, it's purely cosmetic is why I'm changing it. Mm-hmm. I want it to look more stock. So, uh, Yeah, that's it for my cars. I haven't worked on anything. Oh. Um, so naturally, when I have a ton of projects, I should just go pick up another one. Why not? I don't know what it is about your... Your energy force that you put out in the world, but people just are like, "Hey, Brad, you want a you, free, you, you want a free you, car? You need this. I, you like these old cars that yeah. are Colts. You yeah. seem to be a Colt man. Yeah, well, it's like a I'm like a like a planet with its own gravity around me, attracting old Dodge Colts to myself. It's weird. Yeah. So anyway, um, about a year ago, a 79 Dodge Colt came up on the internet with somebody who wanted it to go to somebody who likes Colts. I think that's just you. There's more than just me. I'm not sure about this anymore. So about a year ago, I ignored everything about this thing. Like I saw it. I was like, that's interesting. I'm kind of interested. I don't know. Don't really need it. Gonna leave it alone. Then, next thing I know, I start getting tagged in this post by multiple people saying, Hey, Brad, you're the closest to this. You should go get this car, and you should reserve this car. (laughs) So, I still ignored it, still ignored it, still ignored it. Then, next thing I knew, I was in, like, a private message with the owner of the vehicle. And that pretty much cemented the whole deal. And once I heard the story behind the car, I decided that, yes, I should save the car. And I drove to Virginia this weekend. With sure. a trailer. Yep. Picked the car up. Lynchburg, Virginia, which is pretty deep. Um, Did you get any Jack Daniels? Or is that Tennessee? It's not. Isn't that not Tennessee? Oh, Lynchburg? Tennessee? I think, they think it's Tennessee. So I think it says uh, Tennessee right in the front of the uh, bottle in big letters. Uh, sorry, South. Not Virginia. Um, anyway. Hey, listen, it's like when people are like, I'm like, I'm from Salem. Like Salem, Oregon? Salem, New Hampshire? Salem, New Hampshire? Yeah, exactly. Same thing. So anyway, so I got a trailer, hooked up to my truck, went down there. Um... Virginia is beautiful. I don't know if you've been there before, Andrew. Driven through. Have you been to like the western part of the state? Been to Virginia Beach, not the western part. It's gorgeous. Is it like the Carolina Mountains? Like almost, Smoky Mountains? E- almost exactly. So, um, I mean, it is the Appalachians. Yeah. Well, where this guy lived in Lynchburg was off of Route 501, and Route 501 might as well be the Dragon because it's yeah. just all switchbacks up and down mountains. Along riversides, like I felt like I was back in North Carolina, Tennessee border. Again. Oh, it must have been super fun in a pickup truck with a trailer. Honestly, it kind of was. <laughs> the thing sticks pretty good for some reason. Um, I drove it probably way too fast. Yeah. Because I was having fun sawing the wheel back and forth. Um, thankfully, I actually, oh, project car update, I put new tires on the truck before I left. Okay. Um, I replaced the rear ones before I went to North Carolina to pick up that 
um, Raider a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. a few months ago, but I hadn't done the front ones, and the front ones were getting even worse and worse and worse. So I said, all right, I got to put tires in this before I drive it to Virginia and back because I want to make it there back without blowing a tire out. And it was, it was at that point where I was questioning if I was going to make it there and back or not. So at least I had all four new tires in the truck now. Yep. Um, and with an empty flatbed trailer, it's like it's not even there. Yeah. So I was going around the mountain passes pretty uh, pretty hot and heavy for a full-size yeah. pickup truck. And I had fixed the brakes for you, so. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I didn't have to use the brakes much because when you have the trailer tow mode on, it, trailer bra- it, uh, trail- uh, yeah, it engine brakes very well. So there wasn't a lot of actual braking. I wonder going how it on. does that because diesels technically don't have like engine braking. It's gearing. Yeah. It downshifts. Oh, it uses the transmission. Yeah, it downshifts. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, but well, anyway, so. Otherwise, you need a Jacobs braking system. It's a Jake brake. <laughs> yes. Which is a bit overkill for a pickup <laughs> truck. Um, but anyway, no, it, the, the trip was amazing. The, the land down there is beautiful. Um, so many gorgeous overlooks. And I had like an hour left in my trip to get there. Yeah. It was like a nine or ten hour drive total but i had like an hour left of my trip and it took me almost three hours to that last hour because i kept stopping and like pull-offs and like looking and it was just hmm. it was absolutely stunning um anyway i get down there see the car I'm like yep i'm definitely taking this home so car hasn't moved in quite a few years so all right what it's a 79 colt 79 colt two-door two-door same car as the blue 78 that we post about all the time. Okay. But in like a, I don't want to say it's tan, but it's not white. It's like a creamy tan. It's like flesh. <laughs> it's like a flesh-colored car. Pale flesh. Yeah. Almost like an egg. Like well, no, it's like it's like it, when when the, the Crayola crayon flesh was pretty much this color. <laughs> all right. All right. I was going to say like, it's kind of like a, a brownish egg. Maybe yeah, a maybe lighter. a little lighter than that. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's kind of a... It's like Kendall. It's kind of a terrible color, but that kind of makes it cool. So it's got that like 70s brown with a black interior. Um, Interior shot. It's the seats are all torn up. The dash pads all cracked. Yeah. Um, It's not great. Automatic. It's not automatic. It's not you know the ideal car. Still has the stock hubcaps, stock trim rings. Got some rust. It's got a little bit of rust in the rockers. It's not real bad though. It's a pretty serviceable car. it's got, it's got dealer-installed air conditioning, which is pretty rare, which I don't just think... Just needs a recharge? Yeah, it needs a little more than that. It needs a compressor, um, which is just a universal compressor. Cause it was R- a, R12. But you can convert it to, <laughs> yeah. you know, 134. Um, but the rest of the system is there. It has the controls in the cabin. It has the condenser. It has, like, a receiver dryer. It has all the lines. So all the important stuff is there. Hmm. So it's pretty cool. And I don't know if I'm going to keep that in that car or move that to the blue car. So we'll see what happens. Because I was looking the other day, because we're still talking about 4G63 swapping the blue car eventually. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at like a hot rod universal AC kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like 13, 1400 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I could convert this to work or maybe just leave it in this car. Who knows? I'd probably so leave it in that car. What are we doing with this car? I don't know. What are you doing with this car? I don't really know what I'm doing with this car. I had all these grandeur, plans of grandeur when I was going down to get it. But then I got there and I heard the story. Yes. Um, it's a really cool story, and I want to preserve the car because of the story. Yeah. And I want this guy to be able to come up here and drive the car. Okay. Um, 
because it was bought by his late wife mm-hmm. when it was two years old in 1981. And they've literally dragged this thing all over the country on the back of a U-Haul truck. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't run since, you know, 98 or something like that was when it was parked. Why didn't it, why did it stop running? Did they know? They oh, No, it didn't stop running. They just stopped using it. Okay, but now it won't start? So I haven't just... even tried. Nobody's tried to start this thing in a long time because it wound up sitting for like 10 years all and right. then it just right. sat. So we have to do the traditional, like... Well, Drain the fluids, clean the carburetor. Crank it over by hand a couple times. Crank it over by hand. Pour some gas down the carb and crank it over again. Yeah. So I'm I'm under the impression that it should run and drive. It just needs a going through. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. If that's not the case, I have an entire drive line for a Colt that's just sitting in that's my true. garage. So I'm not worried about it. Regardless, I can get the car running for a cost of probably, you know, a battery. Okay. So, Regardless of what happens, I have enough parts to do it. So that's not even an issue. Um, originally, I was like, hey, let's make this into like a rally car, but not like a rally car, like a TSD-style car, like keep the ground clearance stock. Just make it an event car that we can do TSDs, occasional rally cross, uh, road rallies, road trips, just fun stuff with the car. Yep. But now again, I hear the story of the car, and I'm like, I kind of want to preserve this thing as stock. Because the story of the car is kind of cool. Yep. So, um, Mark, who I got the car from. Yep. I did do a little interview with him while we were there. You brought the recorder with you. Yeah. I brought the recorder with me, um, just so he could get his side of the story of the car. And I think which uh, is very cool. I I like that you did that. Yeah, I think we might try to do that whenever you buy a car from now on, especially if there's a good story behind it. Yeah. Just because it, it it tells his side of the story, it tells why he's passionate about the car. It tells why he decided to hold on to the car after all these years of not using it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't driven the car daily since I think he said like that was late eighties, early nineties, when they their family outgrew the car mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. and then they let somebody else use it, and then that person used it to start their business, and now they have a successful business, and they gave the car back to them. And yeah, that's it's cool. Just, it's just got a it's it, the car has a lot of history, and it's a really cool thing to save, and it's a really cool thing to have. Um, and uh, Mark's late wife, his name was Kelly. Yep. Um, and I don't really name cars, but when I was talking to him down there, I was like, we'll call this car Kelly from now on. So okay. Just as a tribute to the owner of the car who kept it and loved it for so long. But I think we might cut into the interview now so we can hear that, and then uh, we'll come back afterwards. That's right. All right. Here we go. Brad here solo. No, Andrew. I'm here with Mark. Hi, Mark. How are Hi. you? Um, Mark is the former owner of the 79 Colt that I'm in Virginia picking up right now. Um, car belonged to Mark's wife and she bought it in 1981. Correct. Yeah. Um, introduce yourself, say your wife's name. Yeah. What, what deal with the car was while well, I start loading up the car here. Okay. So yes, my name is Mark Hemrick. Um, this was my wife's car. Um, as Brad said, she bought it in 1981 as a junior in college and, um, so it was two years old at the time. It was so two years old. Almost his whole life. Almost, yep. We are second owner. So and uh, so, she loved this little car, and uh, <clears throat> so we got married. Um, it, we drove it in Chapel Hill, then graduate school in uh, East Carolina University, and then we moved to Vermont with it. And it was a great snow car, even though it was rear wheel drive. I would put. Uh, sand, bags of sand in the back of it, and it would just go in the snow. Um, Which is in surprisingly good shape for a car that lived in Vermont at any point in life. Yeah, 
yeah. time down here in the south in Oklahoma helped it a lot. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, as Brett said, um, after four years in Vermont, we moved to Oklahoma for a teaching position that I got there, and which was a great place for it because it doesn't have a lot of power yep. and Oklahoma is very flat. So it was great to get it up to speed so it could it could go pretty pretty good after you got it up to speed. No air conditioning, so it was kind of hot. Well, it is, hot it, is, it is an air conditioned car. It is. It just doesn't work. But the air conditioning stopped working and, yeah. and we didn't have the money to fix it. So, so, we, so I just would drive it. Um, Interstate air conditioning. Yeah, what they call it? They call it uh, two, two, two fifty-five, two windows down, fifty-five yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Of course, in Oklahoma, it's a lot faster than that. But uh, that's what that's why it struggled a little bit to keep up with the speed. The yeah, speed I, can, I can imagine. Well, I have another automatic Colt, and it'll do eighty. Oh yeah, on a good day. Oh yeah, it, well it would run eighty. I, it would run eighty. Um, so we were there for eleven years, and then moved back to the east. Uh, at between then, we had a, another child and. We uh, added a van to our family, so um, the Dodge kind of got parked for a little while, and then a, a family of ours uh, was starting a catering business, and so he didn't have a car, so he asked me if I could, he could borrow the Dodge, and I said sure, and so he, he um, so it was a, the main car of a catering business for about two years. Quite a history. Uh, yeah, uh, until they uh, got enough revenue that they could buy a secondhand van. And once, once they got the van, uh, then they gave that back to us. And so it really sat there and we contemplated selling it, but then my, my oldest son had this dream that we would fix it up and that would be his first car and he was excited until he got older. Then, uh, you know, a Dodge, two-door two Dodge Colt wasn't, wasn't really appealing to wasn't a 16-year-old. Really appeal, appealing to a 16-year-old. Yeah. So at that time, we by that time, we had moved back east to Virginia. And so it's basically set here with my high hopes of fixing it up. Yep. And so I realized that I didn't have the time, the patience, or the resources to find all the parts that now are not non-existent to order. Yeah, yeah. And to that's find them. when I finally <laughs> just reached out, um, found you guys on Facebook. Yep, on the, the Dodge Colt the, Owners yep, Group, which there yep. is one, surprisingly. Um, join, it's, not just, it's not just me, guys. Yeah, so I joined that and posted, you know, that I really wanted somebody to take this and fix it up and honor my wife, who uh, passed away from cancer about, well, I me mean, almost six years ago. And, um, and I guess I, that's the biggest reason I had held on to it, hoping I might fix it up in her honor. But, but then Brad answered my post and I was thrilled that he wanted not just to take it for just parts, but to actually fix it up. And, well, I gotta and tell so, you, I really tried not to respond because the last thing I needed was another car. Because <laughs> as, as listeners know, I have way too many Colts already. Yeah. But at the prodding of others in the group, yeah. um, they yeah. said that, no, Brad, you're the closest. You need this thing. Go yeah. save it. Don't let it get junked. Yeah. So here I am. <laughs> and that's why I was so thrilled when they all started responding that you were the one. Yeah. To, well, to, to really fix it up and make it what what I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm at least the one to take it home, put it in the garage for a little while and worry about it in the future. But <laughs> Yeah, well, as long as it's got a future, that's what I'm, yeah, so, no, it that's will. Why I'm and, so excited. And, and Andrew and I have the plan, like I said, told you earlier. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of uh, TSD road rallies and stuff like that. We want to make this like an event car, just mm -hmm. something that's a nice, reliable driver 
that we can use in all the SCC ATSD rallies. So yeah. that's going to be kind of fun for that. That's cool. So, yeah. That's should cool. Be, should be good. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. And I'll be sure to send you pictures and videos, yep. everything as you go along. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to, to see its restoration. A sympathetic restoration. Yeah. It won't be a 100-point, you know, concourse-winning car, but <laughs> oh, no. it'll be cleaned-up, nice driver. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the plan with it. Yeah. Um, as I have that 78 as well, and mm -hmm. that will be the hot rod, and this will kind of be the, you know, lovingly driven and not overdone G Gingerly car. Yeah. Worked on Well, not car. gingerly driven. Not gingerly drive, driven, they're, but... They're fun to drive fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. As fast as you can. As car like it's this. like, once you get it up to speed. Good back road. Good back road cars. <laughs> yeah. They're real, real fun little handling cars, so... Now, I'm very excited to get it home, get it worked on, and uh, I thank you for giving me, you know, five minutes of your time to talk sure. about it. And uh, absolutely, is there anything that you want to, um, anything you like to plug, work stuff, anything you want people to, is there a cancer research thing that you like to donate to in your wife's um, honor? If not, then? Not really. Okay. Um, the cancer center here uh, in Virginia was really fantastic. Okay. But, what was the name of the cancer center really, down here? Uh, Allen okay. Pearson Cancer Center here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. And uh, we... Uh, we just ran out of options. I think that's the, the biggest thing for cancer research is finding more options. Yep. That uh, after a while you you run out of out of the drugs that are effective. Yep. The most effective drug for her treatment, um, she was allergic to it. Oh. It, it gave the most positive results, but then she couldn't handle the. She couldn't handle yeah. it. Became, she became allergic to it. Oh, that's, that's so, unfortunate. And what was your wife's name? Kelly. Kelly. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, God brings things, these things into your lives to, to get you to realize that, that we, we're really vulnerable. This life is not the end and it's a temporary, temporary time Appreciate for us. Appreciate the time we have. Yeah, exactly. Cherish every day. Yep. You know, we, she got to see those, our kids, we have four kids. Yep. So she got to see them most of them grow up i met your um, daughter tonight who's the same age as my yeah, daughter and was exactly making fun of you the same way my daughter makes fun of me so yeah. that was very felt right at home exactly <laughs> exactly so i have two older boys and then two two younger girls and and yeah it's um you cherish every moment because you never know when when it's going to be the end that's why i like working on old cars because it keeps me keeps me happy exactly <laughs> do your passion yep. do your passion well, excellent, Mark. Thank you for talking to me. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, stop this recording now and uh, finish loading the car up and let you get back to your, and your I day. And I need to get you the title. And I, <laughs> we'll get there for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I drove off without one. Get so excited about buying something, getting something, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I forgot all the paperwork. Or, yeah. in my case, the ratchet straps. Or, yeah, that's yeah. okay. So, all right. Well, again, thank you, Mark. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, that was the experience with Mark in Virginia. Um, I'm going to do my best to do right by him and uh, keep the car's story alive, keep the car's history going, and make it so that he and his kids can come up and drive it. Now, would you just leave it automatic? Would you probably speed swap it or just you know, leave it as is? I think I'm just going to leave it as is. Okay. Now, I don't want to disappoint anybody who we talked to before about making a little yeah. hot rod out of it, but I have a little hot rod colt, and this one here is just... I just kind of want to preserve the character of the car as the car was. And it's not going to be a race car. doesn't need a manual transmission. I think we can just drive it. To be fair, it's likely that you will be given another free one at some point. <laughs> Listen, 
That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not the value of the car no. that matters. It's the value of the story behind the car. Right. That's what I mean. You're probably going to get another one. I'm sure at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> When I think about Colts in general, I have four Colts now. Okay. You have th- three rear-wheel drive, right? Three rear-wheel drive, one front-wheel drive. My total investment in purchasing these Colts is less than $3,000. Okay. For four cars. <laughs> so oh boy. they're not... It's particularly valuable. You are lousy with Colts. I'm lousy with a lot of things. Colts is one of them, yeah. I'm lousy with Colts as in I have too many of them, and I'm lousy with Colts as in none of them run except for one. <laughs> so I'm pretty lousy with Colts in general, I guess, at the moment. All right. Actually, to be fair, the brown Colt does run, and the 74 Colt, again, it's a very similar story. Not a similar story, but a, a hard luck story with that car. It just it sat for so long, and I haven't even attempted to get it running yet. So, which actually we should work on this year too. That one's going to be a, a a custom cruiser, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's like plans mild, for that one. very mild. Yeah, but, but in yeah, not a hot rod. No, no, like a like a Moon Eyes kind of style cruiser. Yeah, no, it should be that deep dish four spoke Kragers. Yeah, absolutely. Window blinds in the rear. Well, yeah, Mexican blanket on the back seat. Yeah, to cover up the tattered seat. Yep. Yeah, that'll just be a anyway California style. Yeah, Southern California style. I don't want to ruin that car either because technically that's ten thousand mile original car. No, I'm I'm just I'm 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 terrible with ideas. Did you? Um, I, I, I love I love these things too much to cut them up. I want to build like, the coolest, biggest hot rod ever, but I also don't want to cut anything up. It's a horrible place to be in. Oh, uh, if anything, the blue car is the one that needs to be a hot rod. And it's on its well on its way. Yeah, uh, but anyway, the getting back to the '79 you picked up. Did you put any pictures of it on Instagram yet? I don't think I put them on our Instagram. I put them on my personal Instagram, TSISS350. All right. Uh, but I will put some t- tonight or tomorrow okay. on the Auto Off Topic page. And did I notice that it was missing a belt line molding? Is that what? No. I felt like it was missing. It's missing a door molding. Oh, okay. On both sides. Sorry, door molding. It's missing. The most important things the car is missing is door, oh. door molding on both sides. Yeah. Um, belt line is the base of the window. Yep. Where that molding is there. Um, door molding on both sides. Driver's side window is not in the car. Okay. And the rear right taillight is shattered. But you said he had a taillight. Car came with a taillight, so that's good. Actually, the taillight was broken when they were pushing the car onto a trailer Okay. from Oklahoma back to Virginia. Do you have the glass for it? I don't have the glass for it, um, but Rock Auto has the glass for it. Really? They do, oddly enough. And if Rock Auto doesn't have the glass for it, there's a few on eBay for like 80 bucks, so I'm not worried about it. So I'll have to order the glass, you know. Would it get broken out? So the car was sitting in his driveway for yeah. an extended period of time, and his neighbor was cutting down a tree, and when they were cutting down the tree, something flung out of the tree and right into the side window of the car and shattered <laughs> the glass. So the window's there. It's just in, you know, 100,000 pieces in the floor yeah. and the seat. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Which is funny, because my 78 Colt, the blue Colt, which is the same body style, uh-huh. also came to me, if you remember, minus the driver's glass. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was the first thing I did for the car. I bought oh, the, really? I bought the car in California, and then before the car even got there, I had glass waiting for it. So. Oh, weird. That was the first thing I did the car. The day I got the car, I put glass in it in the driveway. Oh, I didn't remember that at all. Yep. So that thing got shipped across the country with no glass in the window? It did. Jesus. And this 79 got shipped with me from Virginia to Massachusetts in a pouring rainstorm the whole way with no glass in the window. Oh. But the interior is roached anyway, so I wasn't worried about it. Oh, all right. The first thing I'm going to do with that car this weekend, actually, is I'm going to pull the entire interior out of it. 
Okay. Just so I can see how bad the floor is. And I can get, you know, all the glass out of it and start cleaning it up. And if it does have any rust problems in the floor, I can take care of patching up little holes and, and go from there. My dad was telling me one time he had a celebrity uh, wagon as mm-hmm. a company car. Mm-hmm. And he was mowing the lawn. And he had the driver's side window down. And the lawnmower threw a rock through the driver's side window. And out the passenger side? Out the passenger side window that was up. Awesome. <laughs> Shattered that side. It's amazing. What are the chances of that happening going straight to the car? Not yeah. very good. <laughs> it probably would have gone through both. Probably not. <laughs> I'm sure the first one would have slowed it down enough. But regardless, that's still crazy. So, yeah. So, it doesn't need that part particularly. I mean, that's the very that's the short list of obvious things the car needs. The door moldings doesn't really need um, because they're aftermarket. Yeah. They just stick on, so I can just take the rest of them off. Oh, good, good. They didn't, that's good. They so weren't drilled, drilled in. Oh, no. yeah. No. Um, I just take them off then, because that really cleans up the side of those cars. Yep. They yeah, look it looks a lot better without them. Yeah, they have these nice like slab sides that look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the car, it's got nice curves to it, actually. How's the too, paint? That. Paint's it's faded. Be buffed out. I'll mm-hmm. try to buff it. We'll see what happens. It has some rust spots in weird places. Um, like the middle of the hood, there's a rust spot. The middle yeah. of the trunk is a rust spot. Uh, there's one dent in the roof. Um, but I'll clean it the best I can. I'll make it presentable. It should be, it'll be a fun little car to. Just buff it out and put a new interior in it. Yeah, that's pretty much the plan. Put some like First plan. thin Any, white walls on it. Anywhere that. Or like red lines. I don't think they make red lines in that size. 14s? <laughs> they're 13s. Oh, 13s? And no, they're they really gotta, skinny. They got it. Like Coker Tire has to. Oh, that's still, that's a lot of money. Little red lines on that? White lines would be fine. How can they be. That expensive, they're 13s, even if they're Coker tires. Because they're Coker tires. Have oh. you bought tires in Coker tire? No. They're very expensive. It can't be that expensive. They're very expensive. What? Anyway, regardless, I want to get running first before I worry about all of that stuff. So we'll see what happens. There's five moving parts to it. So, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you get a water pump and four pistons. That's about it. <laughs> You're not too far off. So, And it, it, it rolled, so that was encouraging. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was afraid it was going to be all locked up. It was sitting there with the e-brake on. I released the e-brake, put it neutral, and I pushed the car out of the driveway. Yeah, flush all the brake fluid, flush, drain the transmission, mm-hmm. fill it up with fresh stuff, everything. Mm-hmm. Do all the fluids, coolant, everything. Mm-hmm. See if it fires up. Yeah. No, clean, I don't clean the gas out. Yeah, I don't don't know why it wouldn't. And if it does, then we'll have a running driving car by Sunday. And if it doesn't, then we'll move on from there. Hmm. So. I did have, there were a lot of mud wasp nests that were in it. Mud wasps. Like they build their nests out of like mud and dirt. Ooh. Yeah. They were big, like softball sized nests. They were, they were dormant. They were dead. Totally mean things. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were dead. So we took bring an invasive species back here. No, I knocked those all things out of the car and I (laughs) wiped all the, the evidence of them being in there out of the car as best I could while I was down there. So I don't think I did, but. Because what happens when a car sits for so long, it attracts yeah, yeah. mice, it attracts, you know, bugs, it attracts all kinds of things. Spiders, ugh. that's it. Oh, I don't want spiders. It. I don't want done. it anymore. Done. <laughs> done. Done to get rid of it. No. Nope. <laughs> but get anyway, so yeah, no, I'm stoked. We'll uh, we'll get it running, get it going, drive it around, invite him and any of his family up to drive it. You know, I'm sure his sons will want to drive it, and his daughters, and you know, anybody that remembers sure. his wife Kelly. I want to drive the Colt that would I call on Kelly. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Fun story. You do anything else? Uh, No. Went to a cruise night tonight. First one of the year. Was it busy? I mean, it got... 
Um, the weather is kind of so empty, at four o'clock this afternoon when I was at work. It was beautiful, eighty degrees and sunny. We had the weather shift. By the time the weather again. by the time it got to like quarter past five, it was high fifties and the fog was rolling in like crazy. Yeah. So there were probably still hundred and fifty ish cars at the cruise night, which for those who don't have cruise nights in your area, they're kind of like a weekday nighttime cars and coffee. I think everybody has a cruise night. In yeah, their probably. Area. Probably. It's, Cruise nights are the original. It's like, it's like the OG cars and coffee. It is. Yeah. But there's no coffee because it's, it's at nighttime. So there's, you know, there's like doo-wop music. It's like cars and doo-wop. Yeah. Because. Which actually, the DJ at this year's uh, Cruise Nights is. Have they moved to the classic rock era? He's more. So the DJ is 33 years old, 34 years old. Because my. My personal theory is that classic rock is the least offensive music genre that exists. You can just play classic yeah, rock, you're right. and everybody everybody's like, all right, whatever, okay with it. Either they don't like it, they're just like, whatever, this is fine. Yeah, but it's not classic rock. So it's uh, Little Jimmy Stack of Records. It's Jimmy Reese, is a kid that we grew up with. Yeah, um, he does a lot of car events in the area now. Okay, uh, he drives this like '66 or '67 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. I put a picture of it on our Instagram today. Yeah, on airbags with wide white walls and deep dish dealies. All right. And he fills that cavernous trunk with all his DJ equipment. Um, so a, a two speakers and a laptop? He's got a bunch of stuff. Okay. I mean, he's, he does those, he, he spins some discs and stuff because he's an old school, you know, into the whole old school aesthetic of things. All right. But anyway, um, really cool dude. Known him forever. He's a couple years younger than me. He's about your age, actually. Um, and he plays a lot more. Stuff from the 50s and 60s, but not the doo-wop that you're used to hearing at a car show. But the cool stuff? He'll play cool stuff. He'll play, like, rockabilly stuff, and he'll play blues stuff, and he'll play just more... I don't want to call it underground, because it wasn't underground, but he doesn't play Top 40 1962. He plays cool stuff. You know, so it's a lot more... I don't know the names of artists, because I don't know artists back then. Yeah. But he'll also play some modern, like, Reverend Horton Heat, and he'll play... You know, not modern anymore, 80s, like Stray Cats. And he'll play stuff that's more, it's still suited to a car show, but it's not the same 25 songs over and over again. Mm -hmm. So he brings old music to the modern era, and he does a really good job of it, and he's not obnoxious, and he's a great DJ. So he's now the DJ at our Wednesday night car shows here. All right. Which is great. Now, I I think we try to do, I kind of would like to do... if anybody's local to us and they want to meet up on Wednesday nights, this would be a good place to meet up. At the car show. Because it already exists. Yeah. So. yeah. Make, to make our own little corner of the car show. Yeah. The auto off-topic corner of the Wednesday night car show. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah, I fun. I like it. I like it. That, I think that's something we're going to look into. So speaking of which, actually, Jimmy, the DJ, we're, I talked to him tonight about being a guest and talking about his DJ stuff and explaining better his music selection and talking about his bagged-out Cadillac. Probably has a great DJ voice. He certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than ours. He certainly does. And he does the whole show, too, because he, he does there's a big hot rod show down in Jersey every year. And he is the DJ there now. Oh. And he wears, like, the whole suit. And he has, like, the whole, like, aesthetic from the 50s going on. So he's he's got the whole thing going. He's a pretty cool guy. I still so, want to get to some local hot rod shows, traditional hot rod shows. We missed one last weekend. Mm. The Kingpin season opener mm-hmm. was last weekend. Which is a great show because they have again rockabilly bands playing live and yeah, all the traditional hot rods out there. Yeah, but we will be going. I hopefully this year to Wildwood, 
Michigan, New Jersey. Yep. And actually, tomorrow night, are we going to go to the Hot Rod Show in Boston? No. Okay, never mind. If you got nothing going on tomorrow night or tonight, the day you listen to this, Thursday night, the uh, museum opening for... Um, no, it's ticket. tickets are sold out. Are they sold out? Yeah. Is that why we're not going? Yeah, I'm going to cut this part out. All right, don't cut it out. Leave it in there. But <laughs> the exhibit this year, then, at the Museum of Transportation at Lars it's Anderson. Officially opening Thursday night is... Officially opening Thursday night. East... Uh, East Coast the traditional hot rods. hot rods of the East Coast from the 50s. So you can go visit Lars Anderson after Thursday. After Thursday, yeah. <laughs> you'll miss the opener, but you can go visit it and look at the exhibit. If, if I can get tickets tomorrow, do you want to go tomorrow night? I will go. All right. If I'll you can see get what tickets. I can do. Um, I forgot to get tickets, unfortunately. That's why I don't have tickets. You thought about I today. To, <laughs> I meant to tell you earlier not to Before talk I about it. Before I brought it up, yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> it happens. We, we turned the corner. We made it okay. I'll, uh, I'll work on getting some tickets for tomorrow night. All right, then we'll uh, then we can talk about that. But I think that's pretty much. Oh, the only other things I did was um, I cleaned all the cars. Excellent, because we had a couple of nice days. I mean, that's an important thing to do in spring in New England. You got to get the wintertime storage doldrums and clean yeah, grossness off of them. Well, I wanted to get a fresh coat of wax in Stephanie's car so it stays nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I uh, took the gallant out, washed it. wasn't that dirty, but I washed it because it was been sitting. Mm-hmm. Get the dust polished it. Off of it. Um, I use this stuff, Voodoo Polish, three in one. Mm-hmm. It's like a polisher, sealer, whatever, blah blah blah, cleaner, sealer. Came out pretty good. I think it still needs a coat of wax over it, though. I have no idea. I don't. I know. have no idea. I'm, I'm I'm way out of the loop when it comes to the it's modern. So I can the modern car care products. I can throw a coat of wax in the car so quickly it doesn't matter. I'll probably do it mm-hmm. at some point soon. But the car looks really good right now. And then the nice. same thing I did. I actually polished. And waxed the WRX because it needed a polish to get some stains in the clear coat. Stains and swirl marks and rainwater and and just from yeah driving all winter like the wax had just worn off. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I just I just washed the Montero. I don't wax it because the paint is already there's no paint left. (laughs) There's no no, clear clear coat coat left. Yeah, Yeah. it wouldn't do very well. No. Although I do like the fact that our friends at Adventure Driven Design posted a picture of your Montero off road, just so we all know that it's capable of driving off road. Yes. 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 That was when Josh owned it. He yeah. off-roaded it many right. a time. So it will go off-road. I just haven't gotten to I mean, it It's yet. off-road right now. It is in the pile of rocks next to your house. Yeah. My, the gravel part of my driveway. It's in the gravel part of the driveway where I also parked the Lord Colt, though, so it's not exactly uh, a challenging yeah. portion of the driveway. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of um, things falling off the tree there. They're driving yes. crazy. Yes, the yellow uh, pollen, these things. I cleaned that like two days ago. Yeah, it's a mess. And then it came back. So it does that for like two weeks, and then it's gone for the whole rest of the and summer. And it's just sap. No, there's no sap. Oh, okay, it's good. No. It's a pain in the ass, though. I hate it. I want to cut that tree down. <laughs> so anyway, anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good episode, I think. Yeah, stay tuned for some updates with the new Colt. I'll put them on both the Auto Off Topic page and my page. Yep. So, And as always, you can follow us on Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook, Auto Off Topic on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, Erased in Anger. You can email us at Auto Off Topic at Gmail. Hmm. I do check it, I swear. <laughs> uh, and you can listen to us on Apple I, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. We are on Radio Public. Uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Helps us out. 
And Brad, where can they find you? They can find me on my personal Instagram of TSISS350 and all the other auto-topic places that you already mentioned. Yep. And keep the cards analog and aim for the roses.